Welcome to the Daily Boogie. All right, welcome. Hello there, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Everybody have fun tonight. So much to get through. Hope you stick around. Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Oh, look at this. Horrible lighting. This is, this is, these are the things you struggle with. There you go. <laughs> I don't move anything in this studio. The lighting, the cameras, nothing. Some days they work, some days they do not. I can hear my music skipping in the background. I'm not using a record player. I don't have a dirty CD. So for whatever reason, we're just going to have to put up with that, I suspect. Not to worry. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Another episode of The Daily Boogie. I am Boogie Bumper. Hopefully you'll stick around for the next hour or so. We're going to have some fun today. We've got some more stuff to go over. Some seedy actions. Let's put it that way. Working fine for you? Beautiful. Working fine for me. That's good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Uh, We will do a little bit of follow-up. Yesterday was a bit more of a serious show, and I do have more to go over on that, but I'm not going to spend all day on it like we did yesterday. Because, like I said yesterday, I hate repeating the same stories, the same same conversation over and over and over and over every single day. Some people can do it. Some people do, like, one topic all the time, and they're very good at that one topic. But, you know, I can watch that for a few days in a row, and then I'm like, eh, eh. I think I want to flick playing cards into a top hat now, you know. I think I want to go outside and breathe the air. I'll, I'll come back in a week or two. It's like Young and the Restless, you know what I mean? It's like Dynasty. It doesn't matter. If you watch, if you watch Bold and the Beautiful four years ago and you haven't touched it ever since and you come back to the franchise four years later, you still kind of know what's going on. <laughs> It's like that effect, and I, I don't want to be one of those guys. One of those guys. So I'm not. But we will do a little bit of follow-up. <clears throat> Pardon me. Before we do get rolling, just a quick reminder, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And, of course, if you would like to keep me up to date with all the things that Ridge and Amber and the old lady, I forget her name. What was her name in The Bold and the Beautiful? And Thorn, there was Thorn as well. Remember Thorn? He was such a nice boy. Such a lovely young man. If you'd like to keep me up to date with what's going on in the family, you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. And of course, I've just tweeted out the Discord link. Anybody who wants to get involved in the Discord, please hit that link and join us for a little bit of tete-a-tete. So as promised, a little bit of follow-up, ladies and gentlemen. This was sent through. Speaking of the Discord... Thank you so much, General, the General, the good General. Thank you, sir. You honor us with your presence, sir. General posted this on the Discord in the Internet Freedom Chat. 
Facebook handled Alex Jones just right. Now, I'm going to have to straddle a line here. So I hope you understand. I don't know if you guys have heard this or not, but apparently you can get banned off certain platforms if you are anything but hypercritical of Alex Jones. I didn't even know. Did you know that? Did you know that? Facebook came out and said, anybody who talks about Alex Jones needs to be explicitly critical of Alex Jones. Otherwise, they get ripped off the platform. So CNN obviously wants to maintain their presence on these platforms because they're doing what they're told, which is what a free press is supposed to do. Am I right? Am I right? I mean, bravo, bravo, the good men and women at the free press at CNN doing exactly what the corporations tell them to do. I honour CNN and their commitment to doing what they're told and writing what they're told. Well done, CNN. We can rely on you to push the corporate line because that's what a free press is supposed to do. And anybody who criticises it, well, they're just attacking the free press. And a free press is important for the health and well-being of a democratic society. And a free press needs to say what the corporations tell them to say. You see how it all wraps up beautifully? How everything comes full circle? I think this is wonderful. This horrible man, Alex Jones. Can we just establish something? Again, remember, you could be kicked off platforms if you're not explicitly critical of this man, Alex Jones. So I just want to preface this conversation by saying free speech is an awful thing. I don't think there should be free speech on any platform. Really, um, the people who are in charge of these corporations are far more intelligent than you and I. They know things that we don't know. So we should just fall in. I mean, isn't isn't thinking kind of annoying anyway? Think about it. Oh, wait, wait. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Just agree with me. I mean, I'm doing a broadcast. I, I, I must be right. Everything I say must be correct, right? So thinking really is uh, a tiresome exercise and something that should is best avoided, in my opinion. For your own good, yeah, stand a man, for our safety, correct. They care about our safety. They want what's best for us. So they need to keep people like the horrible, horrible Alex Jones away, out of our feeds, lest we become enchanted by this draconian ancient concept they call free speech, which should be done away with, which should be done away with. Over the weekend, President Donald Trump unleashed a Twitter storm against Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump now controlling the weather. Yes. Is there anything that this man can't do? Unleashing a Twitter storm. You see, the reason that they use that kind of language, unleashing a Twitter storm, pardon me, the reason they use that kind of language, unleashing a Twitter storm, because then if anybody who follows Donald Trump is then critical <clears throat> of Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg and expresses that on platforms like Twitter, they will then blame the president for setting loose an army of supporters against these personalities and bullying them. Do you see how this works? Do you see how the framing begins before an incident has even taken place? President Donald Trump unleashed a Twitter storm. That's one way of saying it. Another way of saying it might be that President Donald Trump shared his opinion on Twitter and many people agree. But hey, this is the corporate news and we write what the corporations tell us to write. We absolutely must be critical of Alex Jones because if we're not critical of Alex Jones, we can be banned off platforms. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. 
including conservative conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, right-wing commentator Milo Yiannopoulos, and Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan, who has frequently made anti-Semitic statements. In more than a dozen tweets, Trump wrote, quote, it's getting worse and worse for conservatives on social media. He also issued what appeared to be a threat to social media companies. Oh, he's a bully. He's threatening people. He's unleashing a Twitter storm. His troglodyte knuckle-dragging Neanderthal followers are now going to step up and harass these companies and these executives. And this is the thing that must be applauded. Wait, stopped. No, wait. What is CNN telling us to do again? Oh, right. Whatever, whatever Facebook says. Yes. Remember, you can't be critical of Alex Jones. Trump seems to be forgetting or willfully ignoring the fact that the Constitution guarantees free speech to protect US citizens, not private companies, from the government. It's critical for Facebook to stand its ground against Trump and to keep going after other hate mongers on its platform. This paragraph I found particularly delicious. It has long been obvious that social media networks need to do more to control the accounts of people who spread hate on their platforms. Spreading hate, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) How does one spread hate, incidentally? I'd love to know. Is sharing an opinion spreading hate? Maybe, Maybe what we should do is just get rid of the share option. Then all of the hate can just be centralized on one person's newsfeed. Donald Trump's. See, this is why I hate free speech. This is why free speech must be done away with. Because people sharing opinions, interacting, on the surface, it seems like a noble idea. That people of different views can come together in an open marketplace, exchange ideas, exchange understandings, query each other's perspectives. But really, all that results in is a whole lot of hate sharing on platforms like Facebook. So I'm in favour of Facebook clamping down on certain individuals. Because, let's be honest here, if we're not being critical of Alex Jones, we could be next. And intimidation is a good thing. You know, it's good to intimidate. How do you think the pyramids got built? (laughs) They didn't build the pyramids by politely asking people, no. When people said, what the hell are we building these pyramids for? They got whipped into shape. They got intimidated. Perhaps one of their friends, co-workers or family members were pushed into a big giant hole and fell to their ultimate demise. That's just motivation. And motivation is a good thing. It can create wondrous things. Whether you're building the pyramids at Giza or building a platform like Facebook, it's important to intimidate and bully people into towing the line. Otherwise, (laughs) nothing gets done, ladies and gentlemen. Free speech is awful. One recent example of the devastating consequences of unchecked accounts comes from Germany. Now, see, we're going to play the equation game. Alex Jones is just like, insert thing here. Unchecked accounts comes from Germany, where researchers found that in towns where more people use Facebook, they have been there have been more attacks on refugees. In Myanmar, Human rights activists say Facebook has been used to fuel a genocide against the Rohingya people. Facebook is now causing genocide, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And Alex Jones is just like somebody who wants to commit genocide. 
Alex Jones is the exact same thing as physically taking up a baton and beating a refugee's child's skull in. That's that's what's happening here. It's a good thing that he was removed. I mean, look at all the violence around the world that Facebook is promoting. The government of Sri Lanka blocked Facebook last year, saying it was being used to foment violence and shuttered the platform again after the terrorist attacks last month. The man who massacred worshippers in two New Zealand mosques in March used Facebook to document his actions. And many in India have blamed numerous launchings on hoaxes spread to the Facebook-owned platform WhatsApp. So Facebook is clearly going to need to crack down on many more accounts to do its parts to reduce these acts of hate. Why not Why not just ban Facebook then? I mean, if Facebook is to blame for attacks on refugees, on genocide, on church bombings, on mosque shootings, if Facebook is to blame for all of these things, not to mention, ladies and gentlemen, the bone broth, not to mention a guy who sells water filters, which is, of course, the most terrible tragedy in all of this, people having clean water being sold to them by this conspiracy theorist this horrible horrible evil man who thinks who thinks he's, he's entitled to something called freedom of expression i mean this guy's a dinosaur free speech is awful it's an awful thing so if facebook is to blame for all of these tragedies and all of these events why not just ban it all i mean let's be honest here if Facebook is to blame for these events and the spreading of hate, why aren't we blaming Facebook? Why blame the individuals who use it? I don't know. I mean, we don't believe in free speech, right? Free speech has limitations, correct? I mean, I'm just taking it to the logical endpoint. If it's wrong for people to exchange views and quote-unquote spread hate on Facebook, then shouldn't we just do away with Facebook? Shouldn't Mark Zuckerberg be working in a Burger King somewhere instead? Wouldn't that be justice? Mark Zuckerberg, for all of the death and misery that you have exacted on the free world... Wait, we don't believe in the free world anymore. For all the death and misery you have exacted on the corporate peasants of the world, you have been sentenced to 45 years hard labour at your local Burger King where you belong. Instead of spreading hate, why don't you spread ketchup? Let's see how much damage you can do there. Spitting on people's burgers never caused any genocide that I'm aware of. And obviously the man responsible for allowing things like the genocide of the Rohingya people, like the attacks on the German refugees, like the bombings in Sri Lanka, like the shootings on Facebook, surely he must be brought to justice. Surely it's all his fault. He created the platform. The people, the peasants, are merely utilising it. Shouldn't we go after the number one guy responsible for spreading hate? The guy who invented the tool to begin with? Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. All right, moving on from Alex Jones, so I don't have to be sarcastic anymore. No, wait, I wasn't being sarcastic. I meant every word. I promise. Teganip, thanks for joining us. Nigel Farage, who has gone on InfoWars a few times over the last few years, he was asked, uh, do you regret going on this conspiracy theorist channel? Now, a bit of a bit of context here. 
Nigel Farage is currently the leader of a new party. He moved on from UKIP. He's now the leader of the Brexit party, and the Brexit party is polling quite well, and it looks like they're going to have some kind of say in upcoming European elections and UK elections as well. So he was put on the spot by somebody from the corporate press doing their job, making sure that they don't get banned from Facebook, slandering Alex Jones, because that's what you have to do if you want to stay on certain platforms. And of course, Nigel Farage, he knows that if he doesn't also slander Alex Jones, or if at least he doesn't distance himself from Alex Jones, then he might be banned from Facebook too. Gee, you know, these social media companies, thank God that they're not having an effect on elections and democracy at all in the free world, right? They're just private companies. They're just private companies, right? They're not having any effect on elections. They're not having any effect on massaging and moulding the population into taking certain views. None at all. Let's check out Nigel Farage. Um, Nigel, do you regret going on the InfoWars programme discussing conspiracy theories with Alex Jones? Well, uh, Rowena, since 2008... I've done a huge amount of global media. Well, come on, Nigel. I've done, I mean, I've done national television in China, you know, quite regularly. I've done stuff from all over the world. As far as the Infowars site's concerned, I've done it very infrequently. Ah, uh, I mean, he's squirming. He's squirming, the big, brave Nigel Farage. He's squirming under the pressure. Oh, dear. Perhaps once every couple of years. Ah, oh, just I once appear on those programmes. Because you appear on programmes doesn't mean that you support the editorial line necessarily of those podcasts, broadcasts, newspapers, or whatever they may be. And I know that Jones is accused of conspiracy theory, and I think that there is, without doubt, some truth in that. Uh, I've never been a conspiracy theorist uh, at all, uh, and one or two of the uh, so-called allegations uh, that you published this morning are, uh, should, should we say, wide of the mark. Now, before we pile on Nigel Farage, who I have seen on InfoWars say, Alex, you're doing a tremendous job. You know, InfoWars is very popular over here in the UK. Most of my supporters watch your show, and I can I want to thank you personally for the job that you do, spreading truth against the globalists. Alex Jones, you are my brother. Why don't you come over, have sex with my wife? Okay, maybe he didn't say that. But he was like one, one, a poofteenth, a kitten's whisker away from that. <laughs> Every time he was on Infowars. Alex Jones, you are a hero. You are fantastic. You're, in, you're immensely popular. And I want to thank the Infowars audience for helping propel this Brexit vote over the line. Without you, none of this would have been possible. He said all the things like that. But now the pressure's on. See, and this is the chilling effect, right? This is the chilling effect. So before we pile on Nigel Farage too much, it's, it's worth understanding that he is in an election campaign and he didn't, he he wasn't critical of Alex Jones, but he didn't support him either. He, he, he you know, he drove the line. He, he walked through the minefield. Well, Alex has been accused of conspiracy theory and I believe that in no doubt there is some truth to that. Walk in the line, right? But I think overall, as the English would say, poor form, Mr. Farage, poor form. I've only appeared on that program a couple of times, once every couple of years, and 
just just because I've been on a program doesn't mean I support the editorial line. Oh no, sir. Jolly, jolly good, sir. No, never, never. Alex, you're a wonderful human being. You are the salt of the earth. Come over to England. I'll cook you a pot roast. I couldn't have done it without you, Alex. Got this from the CBC. I don't know how much of this I'll get through. Conspiracy theories are influencing votes. Just the conspiracy theories. (laughs) Let's have a look. CBC is the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, the taxpayer-funded media outlet in Canada. A lot of Canadians seem to be screaming at each other these days. In fact, a recent poll suggests... Are shoulder pads still a thing? God, I wish they weren't. Over a quarter of us view people who don't vote like us as enemies. It feels like we're all being asked to pick a side... You know, some people say that Canada is 30 years behind the United States. It appears so because in the wardrobe department, it's just clicked over. Happy 1991, everybody. Happy 1991. It's going to be a hell of a year. And often that's about immigration. We saw it with Brexit and we see it with Donald Trump. And now that same debate is getting a lot louder here. But here's the thing. Part of the battle is being driven by misinformation, by fake news, but also by a web of conspiracy theories that are changing the way voters see the world. Ah. And as we saw with Brexit and Trump, you don't need much to shift the vote. It's become such an issue in our politics that this week, Elections Canada announced it will deploy misinformation teams to Ah. monitor social media during this fall's election. The Truth Patrol! Yay! (laughs) The Ministry of Truth! The Canadian government is going to deploy misinformation teams to social media. Sounds like nerdy SWAT teams, doesn't it? People employed by the Canadian government going on social media to track what people are saying. There's there's nothing terrifying about that at all. The misinformation death squads. (laughs) There's nothing nothing to worry about. Remember, free speech is awful. And I just love the lack of irony here, the lack of self-reflection. We've often talked about this concept, you know, when we discussed the 48-hour rule, and people who have been listening to this show for a couple of years know that the 48-hour rule has been part of this show, the theory of it, for a couple of years. It's not something I just came up with one day. So after an event, after some kind of incident, the first 48 hours is awash with people fighting for your perception fighting to manage your perception. And it's akin to walking down the aisle of a mall, a shopping mall. And on one side of the mall, you have people standing out the front of the shops going, come in here, buy my product. This is a false flag. It's a government conspiracy theory. The globalists are running everything. They're putting shit in the water. Get in here right now. I'm giving you the absolute truth. And on the other side of the aisle, you've got people saying, we can't jump to any conclusions. This It was mental illness. There is no conspiracy theory. The government is the only one that has the real goss. You need to come to us. And what happens? 
In the first 48 hours, it is ground zero for misinformation. People theorizing, people working on half-truths, people working on rumors. There's not a lot of actual real data out there. But if they can convince you on either side of the shopping mall aisle to come in and buy their product, then what generally happens after that 48-hour period is people will construct the rest of the story themselves, working on half-truth, working on incomplete information. It's like trying to play chess with half of the board covered. So you, you, have, you only have little data points, some truth, some half-truth, some manipulation, some lies, but the rest of the story gets filled in by the person themselves. It's all about what's more appealing to the particular person in that first 48 hours. And then after that, real information can come out. But the problem is people are already in their corner. They have already decided. And it won't matter to a lot of people what information comes out after that first 48-hour period. People already believe because they've already constructed a story to go along with the half information that they have. Do you see? So... The unironic, like the position here of this broadcast already in the first minute, well, people selling conspiracy theories are, you know, changing elections and it doesn't really take much to change the outcome of an election. You know, a small amount of people can believe in a certain thing and then vote a certain way. But yes, but darling, direct from 19, not live from 1991, that's exactly what corporate media does as well. Look how we open the show. Facebook handled Alex Jones just right. Facebook has come out and announced that anybody who is not explicitly critical of Alex Jones will be banned. So why then would companies like CNN and other companies who already hate the guy, fair enough, but you're not going to see an editorial that defends Alex Jones on Facebook anymore. You're not going to see any bloggers who defend Facebook, uh, defend Alex Jones on Facebook anymore. You're not going to see any YouTubers who defend Alex Jones on Facebook anymore because they will be banned. And the great, another great irony here is people in the corporate press, like this lovely young lady, will say that it is a conspiracy theory to suspect platforms like Facebook are targeting people and trying to bold perception for political purposes. Ah, that's a conspiracy theory. That's just a conspiracy theory. Yet they are manifesting the quote-unquote conspiracy theory in their own actions. <laughs> it's a good thing that Alex Jones was taking off Facebook. It's a good thing that anybody who defends Alex Jones on Facebook will also be banned. Why? Because these conspiracy theorists are going around trying to say that Facebook is manipulating people's news feeds for political purposes. They can't be on Facebook. They need to be banned. <laughs> It's like a snake eating its own tail. Let's carry on. In just a few minutes, I'm going to talk to Christopher Wiley. Oh. I've been trying to get an interview with him forever. Oh. Remember him? No. Cambridge Analytica is the canary uh. in the coal mine. We must address <laughs> the digital echo chambers that are being exploited to algorithmically segregate American society. We must address the digital echo chambers, ladies and gentlemen, by banning everybody in that one. <laughs> then it's just one big echo chamber where everybody agrees. <laughs> we need to address the digital echo chambers. All those people over there, get rid of them right now. Off with their heads. 
when everybody here over here agrees, there will be no echo chamber, just tolerance, just progress. <laughs> Remember, free speech is awful. That's Wiley testifying Wiley before the character. U.S. Senate. He's the Canadian data. The nose piercing, the pink hair, the bold frame glasses. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not one for stereotypes, but come on, man. Try. Try. Try to leave us in suspense, please. Please, at least try to not let us you know, peg you as a certain, as a man with certain beliefs and ideologies before we even hear you speak. Can you do that for me? Analyst turned whistleblower who helped develop a psychological warfare machine with Steve Bannon. They set up Cambridge Analytica, got a hold of the data of 87 million. The psychological warfare machine. Million Facebook users and used it to manipulate people to vote yes in the Brexit referendum and then to help make Donald Trump president. So how exactly did they do this? Well, get this, Wiley <laughs> says a key this? ingredient was finding people who are open to conspiracy theories uh, and then targeting them with more lies. Ah, like Russia. Remember that? Or like saying, um, <laughs> how about saying things like, uh, would you say somebody like Alex Jones is equal to those who commit genocide in Myanmar? Would that be a conspiracy theory? No, no, of course not. Don't be silly, Boogie. Don't be silly. Free speech is awful. How about a kid wearing a kid wearing a red hat is intimidating and bullying an old native man banging a drum? How about that? Letting that one run wild. Would that be a conspiracy theory? No, of course not. Of course not. Russia, 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 Russia. No, we were right about that all along. That wasn't a conspiracy theory. But how does that affect Canadian politics? Good idea. Let's take a look at one conspiracy theory being spread here. It's about Sharia law, an Islamic code derived from the Quran, oh, which... They're going there. <laughs> this ought to be good. ...touches everything from rules on praying to how crimes should be punished. If you punch in Sharia law on YouTube, lots of conspiracy theories pop up, like, like this. Canada officially accepts Sharia law, or... No-go zones are coming to the West. These would be zones where non-Muslims supposedly aren't allowed and Sharia <laughs> law prevails. So what's the truth here? One province, Ontario, has authorized the use of Sharia law in some civil cases like divorce. It works. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's incredible. Look at the, look at the pause too. <laughs> you know there are so many conspiracy theories out there about Sharia law. I mean, look at this. If you type in Sharia law, one comes up saying Canada has accepted Sharia law. But what's the truth? Sharia law has only been accepted in some cases in one province in Canada. It's just a conspiracy theory, guys. <laughs> She then goes on to tell you where Sharia law is being applied in the Canadian, you know, judicial system. But one sentence earlier tells you that it's a fucking conspiracy theory. <laughs> how can we not trust? How can you not trust the corporate press at this point? I mean, what's the truth here? <laughs> sure. You know, Mr. Bumper. Mr. Bumper. There appears to be a conspiracy theory going around that you have a form of that you have cancer. 
I, I hear you're telling people that you have cancer. Well, yes. Isn't that right, Doc? Well, no. The truth is you only have a very small cancer in your liver, but you don't have cancer. You just have a very small localized cancer in one part of your body. Okay. It's, it's not like you can't go around saying that you have cancer. You only have cancer in a very, very small part on one organ of your body. Saying you have cancer would be a conspiracy theory. That would be a lie. The truth is you only have it very tiny amount here. You see? You see the difference? You see the nuance, ladies and gentlemen? Works like similar tribunals for Catholic and Jewish families. Ah. But Sharia law does not exist in Canadian criminal courts. <laughs> Wait. Wait. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Supposedly aren't allowed, and Sharia law prevails. So what's the truth here? One province, Ontario, has authorized the use of Sharia law in some civil cases, like divorce. Ah, uh, they've only authorized the use of Sharia law in some civil cases like divorce, but Sharia law doesn't exist in the court system. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, we might come back to that one because we're running out of time already. I want to get to the the meat. I might I might continue this video on Thursday night for the free for all if you want to stick around because I'm sure there's more gold here. I haven't watched it. We're only two and a half minutes in. Could be fantastic. Let's let's put that out as a little teaser because the CBC is awful. It's terrible. I, I go on there every couple of days just to see what they've uploaded recently, and I'm never shocked. I'm like, oh okay. Makes sense. Yeah, that is a Snopes answer. Very correct, General. Very much a Snopes answer. I want to put this one up because it was shared by Original Rev. And the date was today. The, the vote was today. So if anybody knows the result of this vote, please let me know. Decriminalize magic mushrooms. It's on the ballot in Denver. The psychedelic substance in, magi in magic mushrooms can help alleviate anxiety and depression, some researchers have found. Isn't that wonderful? Just what we need. More mind-altering substances in places like Denver. <laughs> Where the oxygen is thin and the people are ready for progress. Kevin Matthews believes magic mushrooms saved his life. Matthews, a former cadet at the US Military Academy at West Point, getting, getting the people who back the troops on board, very critical in an article like this, had no choice but to retire from the service because of major depression. I struggled tremendously with that because my life's purpose was to serve as a career army officer. It felt like my life crumbled, Matthews 33 said. But when he returned to Denver in 2011, he tried psilocybin mushrooms, a mind-altering experience that he said lifted the fog and dramatically alleviated his depression. Can we just call them magic mushrooms instead of trying to sound technical and lab-like? Let's just call them fuck em up mushrooms. He is now leading a citizen-sponsored campaign to effectively decriminalize the psychedelic substance in magic mushrooms in Denver. Initiative 301, as it's known locally, goes up for vote on Tuesday. Has anybody heard about this? Has anybody heard the results of this vote? Right. We're here on the steps of the city and county building. Let Denver hear your voice. It could be the start of Denver giving a pass to another drug. We've personally validated over the minimum. Kevin Matthews organized Decriminalized Denver, which managed to get 9,428 petition signatures. This is very simply to allow individuals to use, possess, and propagate a naturally occurring substance 
without facing criminal penalties in Denver. So no, this doesn't allow for mushroom stores to pop up around town, but the city would not be allowed to use its resources to penalize users. I have multiple conditions, complex PTSD, um, uh, spinal tumors that have metastasized to my brain. Chris and, only uh, uses his first what? name. He explains that his end-stage diagnosis allows him to legally use mushrooms, which he takes under the supervision of a pain management doctor and psychiatrist. You lose all that sense of judgment on yourself and on others, and you realize in some way that I'm just a little tiny piece of all this big stuff happening, <laughs> and therefore I feel more comfortable. He says it's been a game. Okay. Now, for the people who are suffering, you know, like increased horrible pain and stuff, microdosing, yep, get it. But what about the kids who just want to drive around and watch the walls melt? <laughs> It'll be legal for them as well, right? So, <laughs> you know, if you look at individual cases, yeah, fine. And like, I personally, I don't really necessarily have a problem with, le I, I tend to think that legalize all drugs legalize the most deadly drugs possible because for me it's just darwinism it just thins out the dickheads if you're going to end up dead in a ditch with a needle in your arm then why the hell should i stop you from doing it i can go for it and people say oh that's horrible you can't say that why why it's their choice you know if if you're going to end up in a place in life where you're going to die of a drug overdose die with a needle up your arm then for me, that's just that's just thinning out the people who don't want to live to begin with. Sorry. Oh no, you need. I'm I'm not into this thing of protecting people from themselves. Governments want to protect people from themselves. Corporations want to protect people from themselves. If people have a death wish and want to end up, you know, as a corpse in a gutter in an alleyway somewhere, who am I to stop them? Sorry. So, you know, that's where I'm at on drugs, but of course it causes a lot of social problems as well, but <laughs> I just think Denver rallies to decriminalize psychedelic mushrooms. You're going to have a whole... <laughs> We're talking about Denver here. The, this is the last place that needs more high people. This is the last place that needs more people on psychedelic drugs. <laughs> and I mean, this isn't just weed, right? Mushrooms is a different level than weed. So are people going to be prepared to accept the repercussions of legalizing such a thing? Probably not. Probably not. It, it'll be sold as, oh, it's, it's pain medication. It's, it's just medication. When in reality, it's probably going to be a whole bunch of people who don't work, who collect benefits, getting even more high while they play Fortnite. Man, the cat is talking to me. I love this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's for my pain. I have immense pain. Terrible pain. I don't know about that. So, I don't know. If anybody tells me the result of the vote, I'd be I'd love to hear it. Let's get to the main thing. This brave warrior. While people like Alex Jones are out there spreading fear, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to know that brave people are standing up for what's right in society, ladies and gentlemen. Hi everyone, uh, Representative Brian Sims here, and I am outside the Planned Parenthood at Southeastern Pennsylvania. Oh, no, they're leaving now. What we've got here Chase them. is a bunch of protests. 
They're leaving. Chase them. A bunch of protesters. Three, three girls. <laughs> let me tell you why I love this video. I'll let it play a little more. Bunch of pseudo Christian protesters who've been out here. Look at all of these pseudo Christian protesters running amok. Look at them intimidating people. Look at this awful display of bigotry. Aiming young girls for being here. Hi. So here's Hi. The deal. I've got a <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Who knew that bigotry was so pleasant? Who knew that fascism would have such a lovely smile? <laughs> Isn't that always the way it starts? Fascism with feelings. dollars to anybody who will identify any of these. Friendly fascism. <laughs> Three. So we're going to donate to Planned Parenthood. I'm going to donate to Planned Parenthood. So look, a bunch of war. white people standing up in front of a Planned no, Parenthood. Shaming I'm people. Really There's nothing Christian about what you're doing. Nothing Christian at all Chase. about what you're doing. Chase those teenage girls down the road, you hero. Come on. Hi, nothing Christian or loving or godly about what you're doing. So I've got $100 to anybody who will identify this. $100. See if you got some friends out here. 100 bucks. It'd be easier if you just give me your name and your address. The face of bigotry. <laughs> Do you know why this is so special? Do you know why these videos are so good? And this guy. Do you know why this guy doesn't understand memetics at all? Ladies and gentlemen, he is making the face, like the oppressive face of the enemy three teenage girls and a little old lady. Hi everyone, uh, Representative Brian Sims here and I'm once again- Where are where are the Nazis? Where are the brown shirts? Where are the right-wing death squads? Where are the oppressive racists? Where are the guys in KKK outfits with the ropes looking to lynch people? Where are the anti-gay goons? Where are all these people? This guy legitimate- No, you should share this video. You should share it. You should say, look at what they're worried about. Look at what they're scared about. Three teenage girls. This is the enemy. This is the enemy that he is. He stays up late at night worrying about. He's intimidated by. Three teenage girls and a little old lady. And out in front of today. This, this is the face of bigotry. <laughs> this little old lady. Yes, he's in Congress. He's a representative. This is when you have no real enemies, when you have no real oppression, you'll be... Wait, you're... Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Hang on here, chap. So you're legitimately concerned and worried and insulted and oppressed by one little old lady on the street? This, this, this is the fascism? This is the bigotry we've heard so much about? These are the right wingers spreading hate. This this lady here. <laughs> yeah, right, mate. Good job, son. Gee, you really identified an oppressive force in society, haven't you now? Oh, <laughs> and think think of the think of the testicular fortitude required to face off against these demons in a public place. <laughs> He has made the face of bigotry an old lady who would probably knit him a pair of socks for Christmas. I'm sorry, I missed your answer. How many children have you clothed today? How about how many children have you put shoes on their feet today? 
Have you fed any children today? Or have you just stood out in front of a Planned Parenthood shaming people for something that they have a constitutional right to do? Huh? Huh? <laughs> if you hear about the children? Huh? 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 He's a warrior. You can pray at home for children. It's probably the same place that you could feed a child. <laughs> Great comment in the chat. Blanche, thy name is oppression. You're not. Instead, you're out here shaming people for shame. Have a constitutional right. Shame. Shame the right wing bigotry. Shame the homophobes. Shame, shame, shame. What have you ever done? How many children have you fed? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the face of oppression. This is the face of intolerance. This is the enemy. We need to unite against the enemy. We can't let the little old praying ladies run riot in our streets any longer. They are a threat to our culture. They're a threat to our democracy. These little old ladies, we need to push back against the hatred. <laughs> Who's with me? Charge! And a whole bunch of people would be standing there going, really? Just a little old lady, man. Who cares? Just a little old lady minding her own business. <laughs> Quick, somebody steal her purse. It's probably filled with mace and knuckle dusters and other implements of fascist oppression. Is she wearing boots? Is she got a brown shirt on underneath that cardigan? Cardigan of death. To do. Who would have thought that an old white lady would be out in front of a Planned Parenthood telling people what's right for their bodies? Who would have, who would have thought that a fully grown man would be so frightened by a little old lady? Did anybody ask that? Who would have thought that an old white lady would be out the front of Planned Parenthood? Who would have thought that a fully grown man would be so upset by a little old lady? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the face of bigotry. It's fantastic. Good job, sir. Good job exposing the hatred in today's society. Running rampant. The right-wing death squads of little old ladies handing out flyers, praying for people's souls. I think he I think he deserves a medal. He deserves a medal. What a thankless job. To stand up in the face of such hatred. To stand up in the face of such bigotry. And and keep your cool. And keep your calm. What an absolute hero. The world needs more heroes like this young man. Identifying the problem. Standing up to the problem. And the problem's name is Gertrude. She likes to sip tea and watch Bold and the Beautiful. She likes to plant roses in the, on the weekend. The awful bigoted grandmas of the world. They need to somebody needs to stand up to them. Especially if they don't need their walkers. Well done, sir. Uh this came out today because you know you need to stand up against the bigotry. So this is he his approach is a little more mainstream. Just going up and yelling abuse in somebody's face. Which needs to be done because obviously, you know, the right wing death squads of little old ladies who like to nip things on the weekend, they need to be stopped. They're a threat to democracy. Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. Nice right hook there from the young lady. Did you see that? Yeah. 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 Oh, look at the wind up too. 
she should have kept her shoulders a little more straight because she is leaving herself open for a jab right on the chin there. Technique-wise, she's off balance. You can see Southpaw. <laughs> Standing up. Standing up for what's right. One flying fist of fury at a time. Get in there. Please, please. You're a terrible person. You're a fucking terrible person. <laughs> You're a fucking terrible person. I'm going to beat you to show you what a good person I am. <laughs> and I love the power. The power behind the punches too, making a real statement. She's trying to wail on this guy and he's like, please stop doing that. Can you please stop doing that? Please, please, you 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 might unplug the camera <laughs> if you keep punching me like that. Ma'am, ma'am, stop that. Oh, the kicks. Stop, you just, you this just is not okay. This is not okay. This is not okay. This is not okay. Punching people is fine. Physical, physical abuse, that's fine. But standing there, minding your own business, filming things, that's not okay. Ma'am, calm down. There's this no is reason. not okay. Shut the f right yeah. now. <laughs> Hi, I'm at the pit. There's a woman that just punched my friend. Uh oh! What we're going to do, since it is a misdemeanor, um, instead of putting her hands up, dragging her off, all I guess, we're going we're gonna to fight her, which is the same thing as an arrest. It's an arrest by citation. There you go. Well done, young lady. <laughs> Standing up for what's right. Bashing the fash. She's not a little old lady, but she will be one day. Just to finish this off for the night. Because standing out the front of a place like Planned Parenthood, handing out flyers, praying for people, this is obviously terrible behavior. And culture is moving on. The culture has moved on to a much more decent place, a tolerant place, a place where, you know, we need to eliminate sexism, we need to eliminate grotesque things off the internet. Dangerous content, offensive things need to be wiped clean. It is the era of the woman and the power of the woman is almighty. Unless you're an old lady standing out the front of a Planned Parenthood, of course. But, you know, you should feel empowered to bash the fash wherever possible. Punch them in the face standing there minding their own business that's perfectly fine you should do that but we're, we're now at a time in society which i think is a good thing free speech is going down the toilet finally because free speech is awful more and more people are pushing the corporate line which they should because the corporations and the people that run them know what's best for us we don't know and in this in this era of embracing female empowerment we need to embrace everything about females whether it be their, their cool, unemotional way with dealing with triggering moments. <laughs> whether, it be, whether it be some of the ideas that they push on corporate media. Or whether it be their natural bodily functions. We have tequila, triple sec, um, a random flavor of Truly, and then we have the berries. Sarah Kruger likes to get creative when it comes to cocktails at Yuzu. The popular West Side establishment drawing in large crowds, but also drawing ire from people on social media at her latest creation, called Even Can't Literally, a berry margarita that embodies the menstrual cycle. <laughs> 
Do you ever get the feeling like we've liberated all there is to liberate and the only things left to liberate are things that people never want to liberate in the first place? Do you ever get that suspicion? Embrace the menstrual cycle. (laughs) I mean, I'd drink one. I don't care. It doesn't offend me. And I think the people that complain on social media like probably need to find something better to do with their time than worry about drinks being served in trendy bars that mimic the menstrual cycle. But in saying that, it's, it's just, it's like, why? <laughs> Complete with a tampon applicator garnish. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I love it. Definitely seen offensive or crass, disgusting. And I've seen most of these posts by women saying, I can't believe you would do something like this, yeah. which I found a little bit disheartening almost yeah i don't understand i don't understand why people yes so brave i don't understand why people find uh blood seeping out of my vagina once a month and then taking that imagery and turning it into a delicious frosty beverage i don't know why people would think that's disgusting at all (laughs) i'm looking forward to aids beer um i want spermicidal (laughs) you know i want the spermicidal cocksucking cowboy let's get let's get all the bodily functions in Let's just have a big bowl of human crap available in your favorite cafe in San Francisco. Because it almost seems like you're ashamed of something that your body does naturally. Kruger says this drink isn't meant to shock or disgust people, but to get them talking about women's health. No, see, no, 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 no. That's, That's where I draw the line. You can make a drink that, but you can do it for the purpose of shocking and grossing people out. That's fine. I like that. Why not? Why not do it do it for fun? It's a drink about a menstrual cycle. Ooh, that's gross. Yes, it's gross, but it tastes amazing. But it's when you get into this realm of, no, we want to start a discussion about women's health. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Why does everything have to be a statement? Why does everything have to be some kind of society-wide statement about something else? Can't we just drink the vagina blood drink and be done with it? Can't we just get shit-faced on menstrual blood, please? Can we do that? What, now I've got to sit down and listen to a conversation about how women are being shamed and tampons need to be free and... uh, uh, uh. Where's, Where's the misogyny bar? Where do I go to the misogyny bar? One dollar from every purchase will go to the Domestic Violence and Child Advocacy Center in Cleveland. <laughs> it's a kind of an idea. Say, <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh. I would be in favor of it if it was just a vagina blood drink. But you want to turn it into some kind of social justice platform, then eh, I lose interest. I, I, I won't buy one out of spite now. Sorry. And just to finish this off, sperm facial could be the key to fighting wrinkles and getting a youthful glow. If only we could marry these two things up, a two-for-one deal. Buy the menstrual blood cocktail, get yourself a sperm facial. Now we're talking. Now that's an establishment. That's a money spinner right there. The quest for eternal youth often throws up some weird so-called hacks, rituals, and products. Hemorrhoid cream is thought to combat wrinkles. Night Nightingale poo is highly priced facial ingredient, and now so is sperm. 
Yes, if you're forever chasing a healthy glow, celebrity facialist Chelsea Lewis has revealed some closely guarded secrets on how to achieve this. Already I'm skeptical because have you seen many 40 to 50 year old porn stars? They seem to be they seem to look like they've aged like an old leather wallet. You know what I mean? I'm not sure the sperm facials are doing them any justice. <laughs> Copious amounts of sperm facials that they've taken over the years. They seem to be aging terribly by and large. Sperm is full of an antioxidant compound called spermine, which can help fight against wrinkles. By using your partner's sperm as a face mask, did you just assume my sexuality, bro? Did you just assume my sexuality? That's not cool. It's not cool, man. You'd also, maybe we need to have um, men being milked so the lesbians can also look young because that wouldn't be fair. Who wants to, who wants to volunteer for a milking program? You'd smooth your skin and improve its overall condition and help prevent acne or breakouts. Whether you want to go down this route is complete is a completely different matter. If you're after a less icky skincare step, you could also try swishing coconut oil around your mouth for 15 to 20 minutes each morning before you brush your teeth on an empty stomach. There you go. Sperm facials, menstrual blood cocktails. It's been one of those shows. It's a queer eye for the old lady. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. Coming up after me, Chris Mack at ChrisMC44 always has interesting guests. Don't forget to follow our friends, Real Person PLTCS, Real Person Politics, for the best 15-minute data download shotgun-style presentations on the interwebs, all whilst cruising around the picturesque islands of Hawaii, Oahu, where spam is plentiful. So don't forget to follow him there. And of course, if you would like to keep in touch, maybe you'd like to give me a sperm facial. Then you could wait. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> if you'd like to give me a sperm facial, head over to Twitter. No, please don't. Don't give me a sperm facial on Twitter. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Maybe after a few menstrual cocktails. Who knows? I might be anyone's, right? And I do want to look younger. I do want to look after my complexion. So I'm keeping the option open. But if you'd like to if you'd like to get in touch, follow me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper and check out the Discord. Until tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye bye. products we don't want to shame people into not embracing their natural spendings it's capitalism baby thanks Kimbo thanks Ben
two for one. Menstrual blood and a sperm facial. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, everyone. I'll see you tomorrow. Nine o'clock. Bye-bye.